What's up, everyone? It's NFL Week 6, and this is winning the million-dollar game where we take a look at strategies to attack the giant contest on DraftKings, very specifically the Millie Maker, but this will work for any large contest. And with me, as always, to break it down, the mathematician himself, the Shark Lab, the author of winning the million-dollar game, cracking the code on DraftKings, available on Amazon, is my man, Shark Lab, a.k.a. Burns. What's going on, Burns? Hey, guys. How you doing? Um, got some new stuff for everyone this week. Uh, we've gone through five weeks of the NFL season, so we have enough data to, to basically start looking at things more intuitively from uh, Vegas betting lines and how it impacts Millie Maker lineups moving forward and basically any contest uh, lineups moving forward. So it's going to be pretty impressive. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, we were just talking off air a little bit about some new criterion for the quarterback position or effectively based on what's happened so far this year. So more, I wouldn't say, again, none of this stuff is always ever set in stone, but some guidelines for how to choose players um, based on the lines. But um, Burns, before we get into that, I would like to take a look at what won this past week and just get a brief glance at this week's Millie Maker winner. And this is the uh, results database here. And we've got uh, Mr. Buckeye, 151, million-dollar winner. Looks like he put up a 255.18 this week, Burns. And I noticed, yeah, he, um, yeah, within the first, okay. So 255.18 was the winning score. And you can see here, it is a Burrow to Chase stack. Yeah, I mean, this lineup was basically everything that we talked about almost to a T last week, with the exception of two spots, or maybe even just one spot. Um, How the hell did I not win a million dollars? I mean, if you look at it, we were we were on every one of these plays with the exception of two. Um, Joe Burrow, because of his health, and that was the only reason why we were on him last week, because yeah. of his health, and Adam Thielen. That was it. Everything, uh, everyone else in this lineup, we were on. I mean, beyond on, I, my I had core plays that I gave out to DFS Army uh, subscribers, but also those of you who watched the shows last week. We talked about and and my top plays at running back were, of course, Montgomery Hall and Achan. I mean, that trio was the nuts trio, which is crazy. When does that ever happen? They were my three highest owned, and they were our core plays that we talked about all week long on the show. Jamar Chase was was chalky. We all yeah. liked him, and I particularly kept, you know, Addison was my guy for the week, even though it maybe took an injury for him to put up uh, that uh, kind of decent number. I don't think Addison was the reason this lineup won. No, it was definitely that, Chase. You had to have Chase and Burrow. Yeah, yeah, it was Burrow. And then beyond that, of course, just hit the right defense. Jets defense was fine, but you could have gotten here with Saints defense and actually surpassed this lineup. So, um, and Thielen, Thielen was not somebody that I was as excited about last week. Um, primarily cause Bryce young, you know, he just isn't that good of a quarterback, but, um, congrats to Buckeye 151 for taking this one down. I'm just curious how many lineups, um, he actually made. Oh my God. You're, you know, one. it's a, it's a one-off. So this is a one-off lineup guys. He only made. One lineup that's a million dollars off a twenty dollar entry, and that's the lotto ticket. That's the dream. So a lot of a lot of us are, you know, listen. We all want to win a million dollars. Everybody wants to win a milli. Buckeye pulled it off on one lineup. So 
I love that. Congrats to him. Let's see how the MME guys did. I know I did not do well um, in terms of like taking a tournament down last week. I did check the optimizer, the domination station, and I was able to replicate the winning lineup. It only took two or three clicks. If you just ran the op, uh, the, the DFS Army domination station raw, I could show it to you now. Quite honestly, I, you know, I kind of want to. Actually, let me show you. If you run the optimizer just raw with yeah. our standard settings, I don't, I don't know if you check this out. Let's go to back test mode. Oh, yeah. We'll, I do this every Monday after I, the slide. As, as do I. And if you guys are watching this and you're not doing this, you are doing DFS wrong. You must, after every slate, if you're doing, how can I put this, Burns, in, in ways that people can understand? This is part of the job of DFS, right? You mm -hmm. need to backtest after every single slate to see what went right, what went wrong, and what can you do different. So I'm just going to show you something here. I'm going to reset the settings so that we are at raw settings for where the... Um, I mean, our settings that we went over and backtest um, mania over the offseason that you and I went over... They're holding true almost week in and week out. If we don't tinker much, you know what I mean? We add a couple of doors, loves to players, and that stuff is just working. But um, You're going to see what we just added, a new option, uh, a new uh, addition to the stacking functionality that we are testing this weekend. It will go live next week. I will be testing it for my own game this weekend, and some other DFS Army uh, subscribers will be testing it as well. But we've added something that is effectively going to be a game changer. I wish we had the ability to go back and do a whole year of backtesting with this extra feature, but effectively you'll see it's an if then statement. It allows you to sort of make lineups happen a little more natural double and triple stack it, correlations are going to be more natural with what we've just done. So check that that's coming soon, but here we go. Just three uniques, right? Simple 150 lineups, no real adjustments to anything. The only thing I'm going to adjust eventually is all right, so I just if you just run it like this, let me just make sure I didn't forget anything. Thirty percent max across the board in just a in just a blind run without really doing any adjustment, I was able to get a two twenty six or two twenty seven, which was good for you know just outside the top one hundred or so. I would say. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to leaderboard. If this doesn't break this, it didn't. So yeah, just outside the top 100. Um, with But here's the thing. We had a core play. Core plays in on Montgomery, Brees Hall, and yeah. Devon Achan. And if you just bump those guys <laughs> up beyond the 30% max and let them go to 40-50, you're, you're actually winning the Millie Maker just with a move like that. So, yeah, um, I don't think it, I think if you didn't have Brees Hall and you didn't have Jamar Chase this past weekend, you pretty much were out of the running for any winning of any tournament. Yeah, you um, needed you needed you, um, there, right, you could uh, actually have gotten there with Hertz instead of Burrow, though. There is. a Yeah, path. because Hertz yeah. had um, his stacking partner of Goddard and it was low enough for you to get there. Yes, because most lineups had. If it had the winning lineup had Goddard in it, and then you had to have Chase. So, and Goddard was one of the top. I mean, he was one of our top plays at tight end last week. So, yeah, we're we're gonna get into this week's slate, of course, as well. But I think it's important to understand not to take her too much. Check this out. So, um, just the initial run gets you a two twenty without any adjustment. And note that you know you get some real garbage in here. Like, um, Brees Hall is only thirteen percent in this one. 
Ramondre, who I had zero exposure to, is, is popping to 30%. I, I didn't like Kamara last week either. So some of these high-owned guys are popping that I was I would be pulling from my lineups. But a little adjustment here. I'm going to show you just a basic adjustment. All right, we had a core play on Montgomery. I went 60% Montgomery in my actual real-life run, so I'm going to raise him up to that. Devon at 40% and Brees Hall at 40%. Brees Hall needs an actual projection bump, so I'm going to change him to 15.5 just to make sure I get him. And then, of course, pulling out a terrible play in Ramondre. I didn't have any of him um, this past weekend. I'd also bump Swift here a little bit. So, yeah, minor what adjustment. My, what hurt me in my single entries was I had Derrick Henry in it. But I was on. I, I liked the matchup. The Derrick Henry matchup was very good. He just didn't produce fantasy um, points. Derrick Henry is going to have a hard time making you pay for not playing him this year. They're just yep. not playing him as much as they did. And what I think it's going to be is just accept the reality that Derrick Henry is probably more of a ceiling uh, guy. Like his ceiling, he's priced as if he his ceiling game is almost like a standard game which yeah. is not going to be good. You're not going to see the 35, 40-pointers out of Derrick Henry that make you pay. And at 7.5K, 20, 30, he needs 30, just to, 30, 35 just to hit value, and right. I don't see it. I think you could almost not play Derrick Henry. I was um, thinking with him, I was thinking, you know, he gets me in and around 22, I'm good. You know, he was low-owned in the single entries that I had him in. So I was like, ah, oh, 22, you know, that still has me right where I need to be. I'm not looking for, it was like a non, it was, it was a non million maker type lineup, right? It was more of your higher dollar single entry contest. And I was like, yeah, I get 22 out of him because, you know, I had chase in that lineup. I had, it was really good. I had Brees Hall in there too, but you know, I, I also had a dud out of um, Dobbs. So it just, just didn't work, but understandable on, onward <laughs> yeah onward that's right we're onward to nfl week six and um you know we have a we have an exciting week ahead of us as always let me let me change this back to the main slate here and and just um get back to what we were doing so we have another exciting slate as always um interestingly this week we don't have that 55 point the 52 pointer like most weeks we get one game that pops out above all the others a 55 or a 52 pointer and this week does not feature anything like that. Again, let me let me push this we over. We just have a high, couple of high forties. Yeah, and and they and they're sketchy, right? Um, you have this forty-seven pointer, but this is a you know a a Dolphins domination against the Panthers. So you know it's really more of one team. The only other game above forty-five in the projection is this Cardinals at the Rams game, and this one is sketchy because. The Rams wide receivers are so expensive that it's kind of hard to build around that team. I am excited about the running back. We'll, we'll get to that. But like they're, you know, it's not the easiest team to build around because Puka and, and Cup are so expensive. So let's get into it. Let's start by talking about the quarterback position. And I'm going to pull up ownership projections at the moment. I, you know, again, we, we record these. It's Thursday as we're recording this. Ownerships update throughout the week and the weekend and information. Well, you know, it's funny. I actually got some pushback. Why does it change? News mm -hmm. comes out throughout the week. Information, injuries, information from coaches, you know, and it changes 
ownerships it changes player projections so that's why that does change but in the initial run matt stafford is the chalk yeah okay um 6100 matt stafford who hasn't crossed 20 fantasy points this year interesting feels a little fadeable to me you know i talked about this situation with uh john statsational Alessia on the game plan and you know he liked matthew stafford but but as we talked about the math of pairing him up with cup or or nakua you know it's In not that good it. it starts to get expensive and i'll tell you right off the bat i'd much rather play joe burrow who i love the fact that joe burrow is not the highest owner. <laughs> all right let me just let me just clarify something real quick for the people out there like you know how we talk about you want to play the highest owned quarterbacks in cash games, Burns. Yeah. Yeah. If this remained the same, I would still focus on Joe Burrow or Justin Fields in cash, not Matthew Stafford. I'm not doing that. So, that being said, you have some new rules for the quarterback position, math based, based on mm -hmm. your reading of top uh millie maker winners so far this season so let's go over that before we actually and then we'll try to pair these up with which quarterbacks this week actually match these things so break this down for me you know drop some math on me yeah so basically what we looked at um over a course of five weeks we've taken the top 20 millie maker lineups over those five weeks so now essentially we have a hundred lineups to be able to look at um Obviously, in in and around those 20, 20 lineups, of course, you're going to have uh, duplicate entries of quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, defenses, et cetera. Um, so those are all taken into account. But um, what we're what we're looking at here is we're we're um, looking at those lineups and how many of each respective quarterback, whether he's a favorite at home, a home underdog home or away favorite and away underdog so what we want to see is we want to see how many of each he's going into so that's that's the count the percentage is based off of those lineups where basically um anytime an away favorite or favorite was utilized those are the number of lineups that we looked at we didn't look at the, the overall so each one of these that's what the percentage is about all right, well, um, hold up. Okay, okay. Back so, it up a second. Just yeah, let me grasp this. It's a little because... uh little different. Um so if it So you're starting okay. out with uh, So we start out with 100. It's 100, right? Yep. Of the 100 lineups, 18, 18 times it was a home favored team. Correct, but we don't just look at 18 based off of the 100. We have to look at of all those favorite lineups that were utilized over the course of the five weeks. So that's where we get the 31%. That's, we we don't base it off of all 100 um, line, lineups. So wait, this these this number here does not add up to 100%. So no. uh, again, clarify, what is this number? So basically what we're looking at, so if I look at the home favorites and the away favorites, right? I want those two percentages to equal 100. And then the home dogs and the away dogs, I want those percentages to equal 100. It's not, I want home favorites based off of all the lineups. 
home dogs based off of all so the this lineups. is uh, of the favorites that mm -hmm. that were in the winning lineup 31 percent of the time it was a it home was favorite home but more often than not it was an away favorite that right. ends up in a tournament winning lineup right um and of the underdogs that it's are split. in it's perfectly split 21 and 21 and and then and then if we extrapolate that out to just a general favorite versus underdog quarterback so underdog quarterbacks are showing up in these top 20 lineups quite a bit but yep. in this case um 58 per, so 58 percent of the time it has been a favored qb and 42 mm percent -hmm. of the time it's been an underdog qb but when it's an underdog they are the, it's much more likely to happen if they are an away favored uh not not away no and, and a no it's equally home dog and away dog Right. So as so underdog, it could be home, it could be away. It has not mattered at all. That's right. So far. And again, these numbers are still only from five weeks of a season. So I'm excited to sort of follow along with this throughout the season and see how this adjusts. And I think it, um it definitely know, it, will. It'll yeah, start it to change. it'll start to go more towards the home favorites and the away favorites where they're becoming more um they're gonna start to take over. But the numbers that I the numbers that I'm really interested in, not so much those first two columns or even the first. So we want to really concentrate and focus our energy on the last four columns. These are where all the magic starts to take place. So like in a home favorite situation, um, of those 18 lineups, 72% of the time they're, they're attacking a, the total points of 45 or greater and each team had an implied team total of 24 or greater. So 72% of the time, the home favorite in a high projected game. Okay. That's right. And then obviously, you know, marginal percentages at the end here, where it was 45 total points and less, and 24 implied team total and less. So, so let me let me translate it for like the regulars. Mm -hmm. And and you tell me if what I'm seeing is correct. And I regulars like you don't have to where I don't need a math degree to figure this shit out. Okay. Right. So, team game total greater than 45. Yep. And a team total greater than 24. We're both now, for, if a home dog is a has a team total greater than 24, that means that game is like a 55er, right? So, so mm -hmm. that means that game has to have a massive total. <clears throat> that's right. Um, that, that's important to note if the away team and, and that never had it didn't work out with an away dog at these levels at all. It never happened, never worked out because in those games. So, effectively, what I'm seeing here is that the home in the highest total games of the season in those 50 plus pointers. It has been the home favored Q or or the the favored QB that has been coming through as the potential nuts um, guy. That's right, fifty eight yeah. times this year. Now the second column measures games that have a higher than forty five point game total, but a lower than twenty four point team total. So this. Um, only the underdog, only the underdogs have ever come through because in this scenario, because in a game total above 45, 
more often than not, the home favorite will have a greater than 24 team total. So this effectively eliminates most of the favorites. And, and you can see that here in the numbers in that in these games with a greater than 45% uh, 45 point total effectively, but the, but the away dog made it into the winning lineup. Um, they are more likely to have a less than 24 team total, which is pretty much every, mm -hmm. you know, underdog period uh, outside of the high, high uh, thing. And, and here you can see that in games with a below 45 point game total, but above 45 point team total, which are very few games mm -hmm. that would have this. Um, it's so this, you know, uh, let's, let me think, I'm trying to think of the scenario. Lower than 44 five-point game total, but above 24 team. So that means that this would be a game where the favorite is like a 25-point, and the underdog would be like sub-20, kind of like, like the Eagles this week against the Jets. where right, effectively, right. And, and in those situations, the underdog has never appeared in a winning line. That makes sense, and these are pretty rare even for the favorite team to hit in these spots. So low total game, high team total, low game total feels like a stay away yep absolutely let me see if we can find a game like that and another thing we saw um in the research of those hundred lineups you really want to attack um defenses you really want to attack quarterbacks that are playing defenses that give up a lot of points to the quarterback position a lot of fantasy points. No, I mean that's gonna, you know, that that's a bit of self fulfilling, also. Yeah, there's a lot of people that try to play the underdogs and um, just to play an underdog, and they don't understand the situation of the, you know, the game. They just try to play every every situation or every possible scenario that they can. But if you do it strategically and you look at underdogs based off of this, these last four columns. So in a way dog, right? 71% um, of the time, 45 points in the game or greater. And in a way dog has under 21 or 24 point in implied team total. And they're playing a defense that gives up say 30, they're, they're 30th in the league of giving up points to the fantasy, uh, fantasy points to the quarterback. That is probably a, a position where you need to attack. Even home Whereas, dogs. Even home yeah. dogs. Yeah. So you those are kind those are the those are the spots you want to attack. Whereas um like a spot here, I know there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna attack this spot. Um you know, Philadelphia is on the road, they're going into the Jets. Um Jets actually, or the Philly actually has right now an implied team in a total of 24. But the total points for the game is 41. So that's under the 45. So we're basically in this scenario of under 45 and greater than that's 24. right here, right? That yep. would be right here. So in a way, favorite has never this year in 2023, never been in a top 20 winning Millie Maker lineup. And to make it even worse for Jalen Hurts is that he's facing the Jets and the Jets are rated as the sixth team in the league at allowing fantasy points 
to the quarterback's position. So they're a very good defense against the quarterback. So you really want to target those defenses that are rated 15 and below. So 15 to 30 seconds. So this is where we start because we have so much more data. A hundred lineups is a lot of data. So that's a hundred quarterback lineups that we're looking at a hundred defenses in, you know, tight ends was about a little over a hundred. It was like 105 because uh, there were five lineups that utilized the tight end in the, in the flex. And then there was 368 occurrences where a wide receiver was utilized across the hundred times hundred lineups and uh, 227 running backs. So that means that they were utilizing these, these uh, wide receivers and running backs in the flex as well. Um, so it's we're we have a lot of data. Uh, we're going to get way much more um, from week six to week 18. So it's going to actually make this even much more dynamic as we keep going week to week to week. By week um, 18, it's going to be too late. Yeah, week week 18 will be too late. But, you know, <laughs> like next yeah, week, I mean, the fluctuations could be a little bit. You're not going to see holistically fluctuating numbers like the 72% on the home favorites. That's not going to go way down to 35%. Okay. I mean, it's going to be, it'll, it'll decline in statistics. It'll usually we look at a plus or minus 5% in around. So that that's I'm about fascinated what it's how be. I'm fascinated at how, how frequently it's been the away favorite that has been the nuts spot. In the nuts lineup, yeah, yeah. I think I understand why. Um, my theory for that is when you're away and you're favored, it's just more likely that your opponent is making a game of it because they're at home, and so maybe they're more likely to be making just playing tough. Like if you think about like some of the Eagles games, like they played Washington away and Washington made a game of it. And you're like, wow, these guys suck, but they made a game of it against the Eagles. Or you, we've seen, you know, Arizona a few times make a game of it against favored opponents um, where the opponent had to really turn up the heat a little bit. Uh, so, you know, even the Jets made a game of it against the Chiefs. Not that that was anything as part of this, but you see the home favorite the home underdog right. can often make a game of it. And as if the away favorite still wins, that means they had to score more frequently than they might've had. They just been home and dominated an opponent. Like what well, I think, I think the total number of times this year that an away favorite has won the Millie maker has been three um, week two. It was D Danny dimes. Uh, last week it was Joe Burrow. And week four or week three, it was fields. Uh, fields. And two of those occurrences was against the Arizona Cardinals. Specific. Yeah, the other Joe thing Burrow both of those last two week against Cardinals and Danny Dimes against the Cardinals. I would add in, because this is something we talked about in the offseason Millie Maker breakdown, both of those occasions, those were running QBs. Right. Yeah, so it was a running QB that gets you there, which is except for Burrow, other... he was hobbled. So no, no, no but I meant um, with Fields and and Daniel oh, Jones. Yeah. So on two Fields of the three, times. Yeah. you were you were dealing with, and and I believe Burrow was favored in that game. So he was, 
Yeah, so that was a favored situation. But I'm talking about with the two underdogs. Chicago was an underdog. Daniel Dimes, if he was part of a nuts, would have been an underdog because the Giants are an underdog every fucking game. He was actually a favorite in that week. Really? The Giants? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Um, all right, so let's let's now bring it our home because everybody's like, I didn't hear, I didn't come here to listen to your math. I want to know who to play this week. Now, sure. Neanderthals, all of you, you should listen to the math first. But now, let's talk well, about math, math runs the world, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Listen, is that what they teach you in math class? In no, college? it's just uh, it's just logic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm I did, kid. I did really poorly in um in my statistics classes. <laughs> but I did well in finance. Who knew? I can calculate the the future value value of of a bond no problem. But calculus, no idea. <laughs> Don't know. Um all right, so let's get into this week's QB position. I've got the domination station sorted by ownership just so we can get a sense of who people are playing. I figured this is a good way to start it. And um, there's a couple of guys that stand out to me, but who does the Shark Lab like as a top pick this week? I'm assuming it's Joe Burrow, but, you know, where do the numbers point you this week? Yeah, so Joe Burrow is going to be one of them, uh, one of the top picks this week. Um, also, uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be in the play. Um, he meets all the criteria. Um, he's actually been a pretty efficient quarterback, even though he hasn't seemingly been in top fantasy scoring lineups, you know, but he's been an efficient quarterback from a quarterback rating perspective. They play better um, in, in London. It makes you, it fools you into thinking, but they've been, they've been pretty shit when they've been in America. They have, but I think, uh, they could start to turn around here. Um, I think you're going to see them there. This is the second time they're going to play Indianapolis. So this year. So I think they can actually start to make some movement here. Plus, they're going to be at uh, home, whereas they played them on the road. Uh, so that might have a dynamic there effect for them, you know. And you could see uh, Ridley start. Ridley could come back into play here in this one. He had a really good game against Indianapolis in Week One. Um, coming back here, you could probably see him generate some serious um, scoring potential, and you know, Etn. He had a very good week in, um, in week one as well. He put up pretty close to 24 DraftKings points, though I don't like his salary as much as I liked it in week one. Uh, it was slightly lower in week one than this week, but he's still there, and he's still, he still has a good um, potential to make a tournament-winning value. Um, other I, I, games... I, it's been too long since I've been able to say the Riddler. <laughs> so I want to I want to be able to do it. And then um, other games um, from betting line perspective, yeah, the Rams and um, Arizona game with the Rams, um, they're over forty five points. Uh, they have an implied team total over twenty four. That's that's dynamic. And um, Stafford now has cut back, and the cup is nine k. It's really expensive stack, um, even though. Stafford is at um, fifty seven hundred this week. It's still a very 60, expensive 61, stack. Sixty one hundred for Stafford. Oh, Sixty one hundred. Even worse. It's still. It's even yeah. worse. Burns is it in is. the sixties. It's getting worse. Um, yeah. But he's not the top. Like he's not one of the top guys. Um, moving down a little bit. Uh, if this game goes over 
45 points, like I would probably start to load up on this game. But since it's under 45 points, I'm kind of hesitating right now is the Minnesota-Chicago game. Can I give um, you a reason why I'm going to allow you to load up on it? Okay. I, I have a reason for you here, Burns, and I'm going to allow you to bypass the math. Okay. Uh, Bears games have played to the over. Um, at uh, Over the last... Oh, man, I, can't, I have the number in front of me, but something like eight of the last 10 games they've been in and something like 12, you know what? I'll pull out the exact number. I don't have it in front of me. It's on the Sharp app and the Trends Report. But effectively, nice. if you've been betting the over on Bears games for the last 16 or so games, you're hitting at above a, you're hitting an ROI well into the 60% range and you're hitting at about 80%. So for the most part, every Bear game going back a season's worth has hit the over. So I say the, the, Vegas is wrong, and we can assume that th- th- this game is also artificially being deflated by the fact that uh, Jefferson is out, and they lowered the total under 45. I say treat it as a 45er is all I'm saying. Okay. Treat it as if it's <laughs> over 45. We will we will flex the math just a minute. Add a little coefficient. We're going to add a coefficient, mm-hmm. a little standard deviation. Little, yeah, a little, little coefficient of variation. Yeah, yes. I get it. Yes. We're going to put some Pythagorean theorem up in this bitch. Yeah, so I would say um, I actually like Fields a little bit more than I like Cousins. I think Fields has the ability to get there uh, and meet tournament winning value um, more easily than Cousins. Cousins got to do all the – he's got to throw three – three he has to throw three he has to throw three and 300 and he has to throw four and 350 to make tournament winning value 5x i would say cousins and then fields can get there with his legs he can get there by throwing to dj Moore, cole commit so fields has a little bit more opportunities for him than uh cousins i have fields and cousins as my two quarterbacks in a single QB high dollar fantasy football league. Nice. So I've made this decision already this week and fields is the quarterback that I'm using. So if you needed some fantasy football, man, nothing to do with DFS salaries thrown out reasoning. Of course I'm playing fields over Kirk cousins. I took him, you know, as my starter, Cousins was like somebody you took in round 12, you know, as a backup. So I'll be playing fields. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with you. I mean, I don't think their salary is that much more that much in difference. Same price. You're going to yeah. play for the same price to play fields there. Um, fields was my favorite. You know, I, I it, when I fir- did my first look at this slate, it was between Burrow and fields to me as the as the top dog on the slate. I think it's like I said, I, that's why I think it's funny that Stafford and Trevor and even Tua are all like showing up above, you know, fields here. Two is tough to get on, um, get on board with. Um, I'm having a tough time getting on board with him. Uh, the spread is just really, really pulling me away from that game. I think it's more of a, you know, I, I could go with the wide receivers and not have Tua in there, just go a wide receiver with Mostert um stack you know like a Tyreek Hill or a Waddle stacked with Mostert in this one versus 
having um, Tua and Tyreek. It's just a very expensive stack. Um, but also the fact that, you know, um, Miami playing Carolina, Carolina's actually been pretty good against the quarterback. So I'm not really going to jump on board on that one. They're, they've also been incredibly bad against the run. So it does seem that if you're going to attack the Panthers, you might as well just use your running back, which Miami is happy to oblige more, more, more often than not. So Tua has not done it. Tua has not produced tournament winning scores in these outsized favored games, even in the game against Denver. It when they scored 70, Tua did not make the uh, tournament winning lineup. So I think you can effectively say if they're going to play sort of a mediocre too bad uh, offense like the Panthers, they're right. probably not going to be able to keep up. Uh, so I, I like there are very few quarterbacks that are seem to be um, even viable this week, Burns. Very few. Yeah, uh, it is. It's very um, barren this week from a quarterback perspective. Uh, but there are a couple of underdogs in addition to Fields that I do like this week. Uh, I do like uh, Geno Smith coming into Cincinnati. Uh, it's just a betting. The betting lines are setting up favorably for him. He's a very efficient quarterback. He's one of the highest QBRs uh, in the NFL right now. Um, I can get that number, but he's he's right up there. Um, I think he might even be in the top three from a QBR perspective. Um, no, he's a little bit lower than three. He's probably in the top five or six, but he is he is an efficient quarterback. Um, the other game is keeping with that Jacksonville game is on the other side of the ball. Uh, Gardner Minshew, um, he actually did play for Jacksonville at one point in time, and uh, he did um, have some uh, success with Jacksonville at that time, so he knows that stadium very well. It's not like a new environment for him. Um, so, uh, Minshew Mania could what's huh? it's the science behind he knows a quick path to the bathroom, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, he knows, he knows where that it is. the he knows that the bricks are barren down there. Um, he knows where yeah. you can get the best Italian, uh, uh, Italian steak in the, you know, in the stadium. He's going to get a swordfish sandwich or something down there. Wait, you know, wait, what city is this? Indianapolis. Yeah, he knows where he knows where the best sp spaghetti and, and, um, and, and, and ketchup and hamburger crumble chili is. Are they the ones that do? No, that's Cincinnati that, that do like, yeah, they do that. Yeah. The chili over the spaghetti or some skyline chili down there. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, that's actually in the uh, that's Cincinnati. Sorry, sorry, I, all your uh, skyline chili fans. It's just not something I like. It's just kind of gross to me. Not so good. Um, yeah. But all your all you Cincinnati um, people that like your skyline chili. Um, but yeah, I, he's another guy that I could see. Um, why I like those two quarterbacks are they're five K quarterbacks. Um, so the path to tournament winning value is not as high as like a, a Jalen Hurts who essentially has to get, you know, uh, let's see, 41 points. We talked about it last week. You know, let, let me actually, let me, let me, let me take us in the time machine back to last week as we, we went through the math of how to win the Millie maker. And, and it was, we just hit the wrong name. <laughs> if you, no one played these guys. We were talking about how, like, even with a Josh Dobbs, if you hit a 25, 
that's as good as a 40 from these higher level QBs who none of the high end QBs hit even the 30 plus point game. I, I think uh, Hertz got actually 32. So that was the highest they got. And so at 32, a 32 for Hertz, all you needed was about a 22 or 24 out of your cheapie to easily surpass them in value. Um, so last week, unfortunately, I went with Dobbs and 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 um, Wilson, uh, Zach Z Wizzles, right? And and Dobbs who scored two touchdowns early, but then just completely shut down for the rest of the game. It wasn't Burrow that was the best QB last week. It was. It was uh, it was Des Ritter, but no one played him, so he didn't wind up in the tournament winning uh, Millie Maker lineup. But it was actually Des Ritter who was the best QB, and Bryce Young to that point also put up a tournament level score, but no one played him. Had you had a a Bryce Young to Thielen stack, would have been better than what actually won the Millie Maker last week in terms of raw points and and how it would have gone. So. Um, I'll even do one better for you. Um, Zach Wilson um, was actually in one of the top 20 millimaker lineups last week. He was in the 18th place lineup. And it was basically him and Alan Lazard and Brees Hall was that was the stacking. Um, so it was it was pretty uh pretty incredible to see that um Zach Wilson scored 9.56 DraftKings fantasy points and made it into the 18th place lineup. 16th, unless this is incorrect, but maybe even the 16th place. So yeah, 16th. Wilson, Brees Hall, Alan Lazard. Yep. So Lazard scored six points. Imagine being this guy and you had Wilson and Lazard. This combination put up 15, and you still like everybody else would have been better. It's because he wow. had he had Goddard and Chase together was, and Goddard and Thielen. Yeah, Goddard he hit and he hit the, the right defense. Yep. So he hit everything else right. These are winnable contests, guys. Just you know, look at look at even with two massive mistakes in the lineup, uh, Mr. Charlie Blass almost uh got it done last week. So that's uh, I didn't see that, and that's pretty awesome. So like if you need inspiration that these are winnable, even a mistake, but, but certainly when you pay down a QB, you give yourself better chances. You're not, there was no other scenario where you've got Hill and, and chase in the same lineup. So that was it. You had to do something like that. So, so again, I like what you're saying at the pay down level. There are, for me, I, I think Gardner Minshew, I, I think I got to be on it this week, Burns. Yeah, I'll definitely be on them. Um, you know, you got to make pivots each year because of how the trends are starting to take place. And this is when we start to see trends taking place. Uh, week five through five weeks is pretty much a good sample size, especially if you open it up to the top 20 lineups. You start to see um, significant trends in the data um, where you need to start making pivots. So. I really like Gardner this week. He's not a guy that, you know, he's not young gun like Anthony Richardson where he's going to use his feet and get you two running touchdowns. He's going to do it through the air. So he's got Josh Downs. He's got Michael Pittman, you know, and coming back, you know, he's also got Taylor. So 
Taylor can do it through the air as well. I mean, he's been a he's been a dynamite pass catching running back in in the years past. So, but we'll see how that all shakes out with Taylor. I don't know. I'm giving one of these for that for that statement. <laughs> yeah, you you can interpret that. You can interpret that however you want. The bobblehead. I'm just gonna let you interpret that however you want. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I'm going to be on him. I'm just saying, like he in the past, he's been a very good running back from no, that, that's pass fair. catching back. Uh, listen, Minshew has won us a tournament in the past. It, it's I think what we've seen the last couple of weeks is my takeaway is that anyone can any quarterback on any given Sunday, unless you're Derek Carr, any quarterback on any given Sunday could put up a big score and win you a, a big tournament. It's never going to look good going in. So last week, if if I would have sat here on the show and said Des Ritter, Des Ritter, Des Ritter, you would have been like, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? People were pushing Ryan Tannehill last week um, as well. And you know what? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But, you know, if he comes out and he gets you that 25, it didn't matter. Any quarterback is capable of putting up 25 to 29 fantasy points. We've seen Bryce Young do it last week, and he is not a good quarterback um, currently as it sits as far as a fantasy producer. So there is some merit and I'm seeing it more this year than, I mean, I feel like last year it was very much like the studs were producing. And, and as we did the entire back test, it was pretty rare that it was like some rando. It was always a name that you were like, Oh, Burrow was the guy. Oh, you know, hurts mm-hmm. this week. Oh, it was, you know, Josh Allen. Okay. So like it was the big names last year that were, that were taking them down more often than not this year. We have definitely seen, maybe a little bit of shift. And and again, I have a theory that says it's because they've raised the pricing up of the studly QBs from the sevens to the eights on DraftKings, And that adjusted um, the narrative just a little bit. Like it is just harder for an eight K guy, not, not necessarily to get there, but to outscore every other low end quarterback by such a dramatic extent to make it worth paying for them. So math wise, again, 8K guy, 816.24, 32-plus, you're talking 35, 36. Compared to 5K guy, only needs 20 to 22 to equal the pacing of a 36 to 38 from an 8K. What does it all mean? It means it's not so much that I'm looking for a 20 for my 5K guy, but if my 5K guy gets me a 28 and gets me 5.5X or, or a 30 and gets me 6X, He's putting me on pace for a 300 score mm-hmm. where the when I spend all that money on a quarterback and he only gets me a 4X, I'm on pace for a 200. That's the difference. That's the power of the multiplier here. You're usually going to get six and seven X's from your cheaper guys. You're never almost it's super rare to get that from an expensive guy. So you have to keep that in mind as you're building. And again, there is some leeway, even if you make a mistake at 5k <laughs> you saw it. somebody could still get to a top 20 if you just hit all the other spots um let's continue to talk about players and a reminder guys if you like this style of analytical approach um hit that like button let burns know in the comment section you know we like what you're up to but also let us know who your favorite millie maker qb is this week um who are you ta- who are you stack in this week let us know and if you hit it, if you hit the if you hit the the winning stack, um, Burns has agreed to another signed copy of the Millie Maker um, 
uh, solving the the Millie Maker, winning the million dollar game uh, book. Burns, you got to introduce the book. I'm going to get it wrong every time. Winning the million uh, dollar game available on Amazon. Yeah, winning the million dollar game secrets to DraftKings Millie Maker contest or DraftKings Millie Maker. Um, yeah, whoever uh, successfully has the correct stack. Not everybody. We'll pick one of you. If, yep. you, if, if, if more than one person now, we're going to pick one of you. We'll call it out next week, and we'll get right. you a free copy of Winning the Million Dollar Game. Um, I have okay, them on so hand. There we go. Uh, and Burns will sign it. I told him, let's just send him the, the PDF. You don't have to use the mail. No, Burns wants to send you a hard copy signed. So that's how it's going to be. If it were me, I'd lazy out, be like, send me your email address, PDF that shit. But... um. Let's get back into this. So any other QBs popping for you or we can kind of talk about some other position groups here. Yeah, those are the ones that are popping from uh, Vegas betting lines, fantasy points to the quarterback position. You know, those are your those are your indicators of when of that and your efficiency metrics. Those are some pretty good indicators of how well a quarterback's going to do week in, week out. But, you know, it's also there are some dynamics in the NFL where this may not actually take place. And we've seen it before, you know, guys in good spots, they just, they have a, they could fail. So you have to account for that. Can I, I'm going to mention a couple of um, dirty stack guys that just seem gross on paper, but so I, I think you're good. Your, your, your baseline plays this week. It's going to be burrow. It's maybe going to be some Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be fields. And, and my cheapie of the week is uh, Gardner Minshew. So that's really only four names. Mm -hmm. That is a very, very small number of names. Uh, yep. At, at the QB position, right? And now outside chance of Stafford here at 6,100. I'm fine with Stafford, but I, I, it's, he's not lighting me up. So my, my gross names that maybe we're going to get some exposure to just because... Uh, a little Sam Howell, who had a pretty decent game last week and can run the football. Don't love it. Feels disgusting. Want to want to throw up, but maybe that. Um, kind of thinking that um, I might want to dip my toe back into the Joshua Dobbs waters. Don't know why. Don't have a good reason for it, other than you know, I missed it. You know, it didn't hit last week. And so I kind of want to not be scared away from it just because it didn't hit last week. So I'm going to dip my toe in that water just a smidge. And um, man, I can't think of anybody else here that really stands out. I'm not going to do the. I don't think I can really. Oh, and Bryce Young. Yeah. Bryce Young is the other one. I'm not a Bryce Young believer yet, but I don't know. Is an easy mm. stack, I guess, with Thielen. If you if I had mm. to play Thielen, I guess I'll just do it in a Bryce Young lineup. Yeah. That's I the best it. I got for you. Um Burns, let's move on. Let's talk. Think, let's talk. Um let's I think talk I can one. get you off of Bryce Young. All right, good. Get me off of Bryce Young. <laughs> I don't want to play that. Uh the spread is too high. It's just too much. Yeah. Too much. Anytime I I an away quarterback who's an underdog, um, they're priced in the 5k range where they're actually in the top 20 winning Millie maker lineups, but the spread was very small. It was like a minus three and a half minus four and a half and below. So too much and a half, 13 and a half is not going to get done. All right. That's fair. You got me. It worked. I'm out. All right. Let's talk running back for, for a little bit here. And of course people can 
see a little bit of my or, or adjustments already, but um, ownerships somehow Josh Jacobs in um, I, listen, I get, I get why Josh Jacobs is, is currently projected as the highest only coming off a decent game. I would, I would caution people that the, the Patriots have had the best um, rush defense uh, or really probably in terms of raw yards allowed below expectation. They're pretty well up there this season. But the flip side is the Patriots def uh, offensively have been horrible. And even if you don't allow a ton of yardage to running backs, you know, if you're turning it over and doing all the bad things that the Patriots have been doing, I can understand why an opposing running back would be chalky. But Josh Jacobs, not my favorite spot. Looks like he will be the highest owned. Um, yeah, it's not a spot I'm looking at. Um, I don't like the fact that New England is a top 10 defense against running backs giving up fantasy points to the running back position so don't really like that too much and 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 spectacular in yardage allowed so it's it's a bad matchup for jacobs raheem mostert and kyron williams for me are two that that pop um i have some interest in joe mixon as well although he his ownership remains at an uncomfortable level for a guy who fails way more often than he's successful as a fantasy asset um, so, you know, much like last week when I said, you're going to give me, you know, high owned mix in, I'm just going to fade it. I told, we, we talked about it on this show and that actually, that fade worked out very nicely last week. Um, I think high owned mix in here a little bit better. He's not quite as high owned. I'll have some exposure. Um, who does the shark lab like and, and why? Um, <clears throat> so definitely Raheem Mostert. Right on board with you there. Kyron, Kyron Williams, same. Right on board with you. Um, another another guy uh, mentioned him earlier, ETN. Though I'm not so high on that 7.1K salary for him. Uh, it's a little price prohibitive, restrictive. Um, but he's, he's in a good spot here going up against the Colts. A um, couple others. Do like uh, Al, uh, Alvin Kamara this week as well. Uh, Houston, they're a sieve, giving up uh, fantasy points to the running backs uh, position, especially um, pass-catching running backs, and Alvin Kamara is that. He is a pass-catching running back. Um, additionally, um, another guy that we're very interested in this week is um, DeAndre Swift, Philly going up Love into – the Jets territory. Jets have been shockingly bad against the running back position this season. Yeah, they have been. Uh, another guy have um, some some liking of him is, uh, and he seems to do it every year. Is um, Seattle? I do like the Seattle situation there um, with Walker. Um, he seems to get. He seems to find his way into um winning lineups more often than not so i do like him this week a, a little bit so yeah i i like that grouping um you saw i already had my my uh adores on a bunch of those names uh deandre swift has is official i mean if you don't it, we looked at his usage and the, the guy is getting workhorse usage at this point um 70 plus percent of the running back opportunities for an Eagles team that scores a lot, like they have mm -hmm. high team totals and they score frequently. So that's what you want. Um, Raheem Mostert with no Devon 
Uh, sign me up for that all day. I don't think that Jeff Wilson Jr. is ready uh, even to start or or to play this week at all. So we'll see about that. But but I think Raheem's going to be the guy there. And, you know, there's a beautiful thing where there, there's some stubborn people out there who've been, you know, actively um, fading Devon the last three weeks that choosing to not win because they have some stubbornness over something or another. But, um, you know, if you look at the projected rushing yards in this game it's over 200 according to the uh power ranking sheet uh from Statsational. so i'll take that all day um yeah kyron williams you just want to have running backs against the cardinals that is a good thing yeah. to do period you just want this and he kyron williams is like a 95 percent opportunity share running back he's got one of the highest opportunity shares in the nfl um i agree with every single pick that you've put up here and i don't think you've missed one I don't think we need to get crazy at running back this week, Burns. I, I, last week, we identified the nuts trio on the yep. show and said, you don't have to do anything. Like, you could just load up on that trio. They're really, really good. Um, I agree. And what I like about each and every one of those running backs that we talked about is that each and every one of them, minus Alvin Kamara, are on teams where their DVOA for rushing is very high. It's top 15 in the league. So that's why we're on these types of guys that in addition to everything else that we utilize to, yeah. to make sure that these are the right guys. Effectively teams that run the football well. And that's, that's exactly. a whole thing that people miss. I used to talk about this um, when, when, uh, when we went over basically this, the, the Ben Roethlisberger Steelers, this was a big thing for me. And you heard me say it a million times. Cause you've been with me since like fucking, I was blogging on on blog spot but yeah. uh, and this goes back that far that i was like you know i don't care who the running back is if ben roth is this team produces quality outcomes from whoever the running back is it doesn't matter what the name of the person is it's if it's Le'Veon bell fine if it's d'angelo williams fine by me it never mattered they produce well to the running back position and and certain teams do and certain teams don't so right. if you get a team that can produce to the running back, because I don't care what the name of, like the, the Browns are a team that produce well to the running back. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not playing Ford against the, the 49ers, but as a general thing, I'm like, I don't care if it's Chubb or Ford or whatever. Uh, these guys produce well. And we've seen it with the Colts this year. Um, a team that traditionally has produced well to the running back position, and they just plugged in a mediocre running back from the Bills. And all of a sudden, Zach Moss is the next coming of uh, Adrian Peterson. Like that is it's just a team that produces well to that position group. So I'm about it. And I think we covered most of it. Um, I'm, you know, I'm certainly interested in Roshan Johnson if he starts this week um, as a cheap guy. Interesting for me. And there's a couple of I think I'm off the Montgomery bandwagon um, in this one with Gibbs coming back and, and with Vita Vea sort of in town, the perfect stopper <laughs> for someone like uh, Montgomery. Madison is seeding. Alexander Madison is seeding touches inside in, 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 in the red zone, in the goal line zone to Cam Akers right now. And he's not enough of a scorer anyway. So I'll have some Madison, but I'm, I'm less excited about it than I would yeah. be a, another starter against a team like Chicago. McCaffrey is so expensive. You effectively cannot win anything when he's your running back, even if he produces a 30 or a 35. So it's just too expensive. You can't, you can't do it. Um, yeah, Ramondre always for some reason projecting well, but never producing and splitting with Zeke. So there are so many great reasons not to play a lot of these other guys. Yeah, Ramondre going into uh into Vegas. I I had it, I've earmarked it where I need to look at it more. 
I'm just not it, they just don't run the ball well. Um they're they're 26th in the league from a rushing perspective. It's just not good. And he hasn't been used. No. And Zeke is Zeke has been getting as many or more touches per game as Ramondre. You know, last year at least you had uh Damian Snacks Harris over there who could not catch a pass. So you knew if they were throwing the football, it was going to the Dre. But now Zeke is catching four or five passes a game, which means effectively they don't have that same um, that same sort of thing where one guy is never going to get thrown, so they need to bring the other guy in, in in a passing situation. Now it's just a split, and that is just gross on a team that can't score. That is right. a no-no. Um, I, I thought yeah. it was crazy that he was chalky last week. I was happy about it. It really gave DFSR. You know, we had a 100K winner last week. Yeah. A little fan duel takedown by my boy Bengal Tigers, a.k.a. Nice. Sliders. Um, multiple times six figure winner, just a regular member. So, congrats out there to Sliders Bengal Tiger in the DFS Army Discord on that 100k FanDuel takedown. Love to see that FanDuel takedown. Love to see those DFS Army avatars taken down tournaments. And of course, um, you know, the showdown successes have been just incredible. But I'll, uh, all right. I'll be like this week, I'll, I'll probably primarily be in that 6k, 5k range. Um, we've seen significant number of lineups in the winning million maker top 20s where it's just been 6k and 5k that have superseded all other salary ranges which is incredible the leverage works exactly the same as it does at quarterback we talk about this math all the time you know and and i think part of what's been leading to this is that you've needed the high-end wide receivers to win these tournaments because they're actually putting up those 37s in those 40s where um, the running backs, if you've paid up for anyone not named Christian McCaffrey this season, you have not been rewarded. That's I don't right. care which one it was. You're, you know, the Derrick Henry's, the Bijan. Bijan's been hitting t- 18s and 20s, which is a fine score in my on my fantasy football season long team. But but it's not good enough to beat every other cheaper running back on the slate. Um, you, you just haven't seen it. So these studs haven't been producing the massive scores needed to justify you know paying it you know let me put it like this it's great when derrick henry puts up a 24 at 7.5k mm-hmm. but it's not that great when montgomery puts up the same 24 at 6.2 and Brees hall gets you a 32 at 5.6 then you're like wait a minute that guy ruined my life or, or devon hn gets you 33 or Mostert gets you 30 at, at 6k and you're like wow man spending 7.5k yeah. for etn and he had a good game and put up a 22 I didn't win shit because those other guys in the same position did it for less. So, yeah, I, I mean, they didn't give us any shortage of great running backs to target in this price range. So I'm good with it. Um, we don't really have a lot of 5K guys, but who knows what will emerge before the weekend is through. Um, I don't want to dive too deep into wide receiver because I feel like we cover that a little bit when we talk about the QB position. And plus, we're running out of time. So. Yeah. But that's a big thing. So let's talk tight end. I know that you always are putting me on the right tight end most weeks. Um, I've got this again sorted by ownerships, and I'm I, I'm a little yeah okay. I mean Ertz, Evan Ingram, that's kind of weird. Uh, Kylie Pitter, I don't really get that at high ownership. Uh, what 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 do you think in this week at tight end? Um. It starts with Ingram. Um, 
for me at 4,500 this week. Um, I just like those 4K guys that are in and around that between 4K and 5K. Um, so there will be a tight end here that you're probably going to think is really gross um, uh, when I get to him. But um, Ingram is one. Uh, it's just a really good spot. I was on him in week one as well. It's just really good spot against Indianapolis. Um, you know, Indianapolis is a they're a middling defense against tight ends. They actually give up 20th. They're the 20th in the league at giving up fantasy points to the tight end position. Um, but betting lines are all there. They all meet the certain criteria for betting lines for this you want tight end. Home favored tight end. Like, give me give me the criteria again. Uh, well, the t- criteria is kind of you know it, it changes year to year, but um, let me just get to the current tight ends. Uh, so right now, uh, home favorites is a big one, um, and we want to target home favorites in with games that are forty-five and greater, implied team totals that are twenty-four and greater. I mean, you've eliminated almost everything, but um, for this week, I know I don't even know if that exists outside of. Tyler Higby, that might be the only, the only oh, um, one. There's that... a couple of spots, but yeah, you're right. Um, but that's for home. That's for home favorites. Um, Maybe Laporta in that mix. No, he's an away guy. Oh yeah, wait, um, they're away. Uh, let's see. What's another one? Yeah, I mean, he's effectively eliminated everyone except for Higby. the only other one from. Uh, I've been thinking about is in that Miami game, Durham Smythe. Uh, but the the spread is very high, so I'm not really interested. Um, another one that I'd like is Cole Komet, if that line flips to 45. Just, just trust it. Trust yeah. it. I told you. Okay. They, they, it, it's hit the over. Just assume it's the, the, the line is wrong. Okay. So I'll Bet keep the over. that one in. I'll keep Go that to one your, in. Drive over to Indiana. Bet the O is Ohio legal to bet? Yeah, they are now. Oh, you have you have sportsbook. Okay. Yeah, we have take the uh, over. Take the over. Always bet the over every single week on the Bears. Easy money. So I'll I'll blacken that one in. I was I kept it in red. That's my indicator that it I have to look at it more. Um, here's the gross one for you, and I know you're gonna hate it. Um, but from a betting lines and the fact that this defense is not good against deep middle coverage um throws in the um across the middle and they're not very good against the tight ends is um kittle going up against cleveland it's a very weird situation the game total is very low but it meets all the betting line criteria for away favorites um basically for away favorites we want um what is showing up the most is under 45 points total under 24 implied team total. And this meets the criteria. It's a 37 and a half point total right now. Um, Kittle had a big week last week. So what's going to happen in this game is that Cleveland is the number one defense against the pass in the wide receivers. Um, they're going to shut down Debo. They're going to shut down. Ayuk. They're going to shut down Jennings. What? they're going to do is they're going to leave Kittle open and they're going to try to stop McCaffrey as well up the middle with miles Garrett at all. So it just leaves Kittle there. 
Um, it's a good spot. I don't know if it is going to be. Um, I mean, dynamite, look how long it is, but there, there's nothing wrong with a play like this. You, you can get George Kittle. I don't love George Kittle most weeks. I don't like spending 5K on tight ends when, when just most weeks, and especially when there are some, there are some other ones that I, that I like, you know, better yeah. than that. Um, I don't like spending up at the position. I like spend down, but you, you know, give me two percent Kittle and be right about it. That's how you win the tournament. That's how you yeah. win a million. Yeah, and it's just one of those ones where I'm like, uh, kind of weird. It's a kind of weird one. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm I feel not like tight ends excited about better. it. It's just, I, I, it's I just like one of those ones. I like that your data points to lower total games for the tight end position because I, I do, I do feel that tight ends tend to do better in low total games. They do. Like, I don't know why. I think like when you're facing a better defense, the tight end does a little bit better. Um, and the other one is, um, the Washington Atlanta game, but not yeah, on Logan. the Atlanta side. It's actually oh. on the Washington side. Eleven targets last week. An away underdog. Yep, he is. Um, he is popping from all the metrics. Away underdog, um, under forty-five points, under twenty-four implied team total. This is where we want to attack um, for an away underdog. We want like that it. tight end that is in a 44, 45 points. In um, under 45 points, apply team total under 24. And Logan Thomas meets that criteria. He's 3,500. Um, I was really hoping that uh, Kate Otten would met the bill, um, but he's not meeting the bill in terms of betting lines. Um, being a home underdog, he really needed to, um, as a home underdog, basically he needed to be, the game needed to be greater than 45 total points with the implied team total under 24. You know he what? He just doesn't have the implied he doesn't have the total points to get there. I hadn't thought about Kate Otten at all, but I will say that if Mike Evans is out for that game, then I think that that might get a few extra targets for Kate Otten 3200. I don't really care if he, you know, goes crazy or just gets me 12. I think you're probably okay. I like that. Um, you know, uh TJ Hawkinson is another one mm-hmm. that, you know, with no with no um, Justin Jefferson, they're probably going to feature Hawkinson as somebody who gets 10 targets in this particular game. It's expensive at 6,600 to pay that, but I don't care. Uh, You know, I'll pay it. I don't care. So I think Hawkinson, interesting. Logan Thomas, good call. You know, Goddard did it last week. uh, uh, He could do it again. It's fine. Cole Komet with fields. No need to play him without. So, um, yeah, tight end should be really interesting. All right. Before I let you go, Burns. Mm-hmm. Defense. Yeah. And really, I just want that defense of the week uh, because it's been it's been crushing. Uh, you mentioned uh, I, I wasn't the defense of the week. I don't think last week, but you did mention the Saints here. Uh, and, and that wound up being the nuts. Who Who is so I, I have the sorted by ownership again. And mm-hmm. very obvious. I, I think Eagles are the best play. This this week, but thirty eight hundred is a a a price. It's it is a you're paying the iron price really. Yeah, uh, for that and and of course forty niners at home, uh, on the road here, but against a Cleveland team that I think is in disarray. Yeah, I'm still making some tweaks based off of the first five weeks of data that we have um, available. Um, those tweaks are probably going to change some things for me. Um, currently though, 
Um, defenses that are jumping right off the page, probably the defense that is jumping off the page the most. It's kind of, it's a very gross defense. Um, I don't even like it. It's uh, the the Raiders with um, New England coming in. I just don't like it because they're so expensive. They're thirty nine hundred dollars. That's oh. a lot. Yeah, it's I mean, I, obviously the Patriots have been epically bad the last two games, right. but you know, I, I, you know, as a as a bettor, the the Patriots are kind of in a bounce back spot here as like a you know they're not quite as bad as they've looked type of deal, probably mm-hmm. like on paper a bit more of a bounce back spot. But I get it. Listen, if you've been just targeting the Patriots this year, something's up with with Mac Jones. He's I don't know either. He's worse than he's been. He's like actually growing to be a worse player than before or we just have seen some variance some noise and things will turn around i i don't know but that team has been awful yeah and if i had to spend under 3k if that's where i needed to be in and around 3k 2800 that seems to be the sweet spot right now uh for winning millie maker defenses yeah. Um, the one defense that I would probably be on is Cincinnati Bengals at 2,900. I was just thinking that, and I didn't know if you were going to go there. I, I really like them this week. Um, home favored and currently sitting at slightly under 4% ownership. It's a very unique play because a lot of people don't think that Cincinnati is a very good defense, but they actually are on the rise. Um, they got a couple of their pieces back that was been out. So it's I I started to see some things when I watched the Arizona game last week. Um, they're starting to hit their their stride again. So I would the Bengals are not going to be 2,900 again like this. Um, probably this season, they'll probably be in the three three point three and higher. And that's where we've seen them mostly this year. Yeah, I really like the call. Um, I think, uh, you know, one defense that I that I think also is under that 3K range that goes under the radar as a people are not necessarily computing that they're a good defense yet. You know, the Lions are on the road at the um, Buccaneers, and I, I would I would throw the Lions in the mix as well. I do like a home team defense more often than not, but we can't have it all. Beggars can't be choosers. You got to have some spots to, you can't always pay 36 or 39. I need a cheapie in there. And, you know, I think the bucks at home as well are, are of interest at 2,300. Just like, let me pay down, punt it away. Hope I get a single digit positive number uh, and I'll be fine. So I think the bucks at the very low end, but, but the lions are, the lions have been actual good on mm-hmm. defense this season. And it's, it's not what is thought of. Like, I like it when the breaker of narratives, I, you know, the narrative kind of thought was, uh, lions are a team to target offenses against, but that just hasn't been the case this year. So I, I don't, I don't hate that spot as well, but we'll explore this some more and you will explore this more in your shark lab article available on dfsarmy.com for DFS army subscribers, where you'll have the whole player pool and a lot of the methodologies behind your player pool that's available always on dfsarmy.com uh shark lab article that comes out every single week for dfs army subscribers um we'll also see you again on tournament tactics show every friday at five be there live for tournament tactics if you are watching this before friday so you're aware that that happens every friday at 5 p.m 
I will be back again as well as I am every single week on the Players Club uh, on Saturday afternoon. That is a DFS Army VIP only um, video where we will build lineups together. We will bring all the information that you've seen here on the channel. We bring it all together. We bust out the Geeks Picks cheat sheet ex available exclusively for DFS Army subscribers. And we'll build lineups together where I like to teach the theory and the process for building lineups. Why? correlation, how correlations work, how to build secondary correlations, all handcrafted. Um, so make sure for, uh, for DFS Army VIPs that you watch that every single week. I noticed that that, that video only gets uh, maybe 1,000 to 1,200 views each week, which is less than half of our subscribership. So if you are a subscriber to DFS Army, you should be watching that video each week. We build lineups together. We drink blue moons. That's right. That part alone is a lot of fun. I and saw. I just saw that this one... Week five for this one got 5.8 K views. Crazy. Yeah. The, this has been one of our most popular shows. People love you, Burns. I love everybody. So I'm, I'm very we, happy that people been, are watching us. We've been hiding you behind the paywall for years. I didn't realize <laughs> that <laughs> the popularity of, of Burns was going to explode. So we're going to keep that going. This show was actually always supposed to be Behind the DFS Army paywall, we accidentally made it public in week one, and it got such a great uh, viewership that we're like, Gotta okay, let's do it again. So <laughs> keep on watching, guys. Hit the like, and we'll keep this show going for you all season long as well. If you're not signed up for DFS Army, I've been pushing the free month package this uh, this week, Burns, just because yeah. I want to. I, I figure if you guys have been watching our videos, you know, we're week six of the season and you're kind of like, Hey, I'd like to be in the discord with those guys and learning and, and, and be in the streams where we're, we're teaching how to use the optimizer and be in the streams where we teach how to use our tools or be in the discord, uh, have access to, you know, projections and ownerships and all the important things that are necessary. The, the matchup sheet, which we use every week. Um, I, I use the matchup sheet probably more than any other tool right here on dfsarmy.com, the matchup sheet. But if you want a free month of DFS Army, you want to try it out. You're not currently a subscriber, but you're like, hey, I wouldn't mind trying it out for free. You just click the free month icon right there on the dfsarmy.com website. Follow the instructions here. You're just going to sign up for one of our partner sites and let us know that you did it. We will give you a free month of VIP. That is a you know great thing to get. Check it out. And then if you're like, hey, I don't like it, that's cool. <laughs> you didn't yeah. lose anything. You got it. And it's free. You checked it out. If you like it, we hope that you'll stick around and become a you know a dfs army member but if not no harm no foul you keep watching the videos we don't we, you know uh we don't take it personal so um check out the free month offer list here and if you haven't signed up for any of these sites i think the best one right now we, we everybody has a price picks is great we have a tool for it we have a tool coming out uh, a proptimizer tool coming out for sleeper in the next week or two burns we are what? literally maybe a week away maybe two weeks away we're we're just mapping um, sleeper. So we will have the first and uh, the best sleeper pick them game tool in the industry, just like our price picks tool. It blows away any other tool that's out there right now. We're, it's, it's, not even close. it's so much better. And our team with Will and, and, and Will in and sniper and the rest, we actually have a couple of members who just, these guys are giving out plays and tickets each day. Sniper's been tracking his shit. He's up just tons of units for full tickets that he's given out. So if you like, if you want to kind of blindly do DFS without having to think much, you just play on prize picks or sleeper and you just 
put in the same tickets that Sniper or Will in or put it in. There is no restriction against sharing your tickets and copying and doing the same thing. So we get, you know, unlike DraftKings where I, I can't really give out lineups here, um, you can do that on Prize Picks and Sleeper. So we're happy to do that with really, really sharp people. So again, we have a we have a Prize Picks slash Sleeper only subscription They're called the Proptimizer subscription. If you only do that stuff as well, and you can get two free months of that if you sign up for one of these sites here and let us know. So a lot of great ways to take part in DFS, to kick ass, and to get info from really sharp people that are profitable and tracked, and they will give you the exact same tickets. All you have to do is yeah. sign up. If you're signed up at DFS Army, also, make sure you're checking out the Pick'em Games and the Proptimizer tool that we have in DFSArmy.com. It's awesome. Yeah, and I'll say this. With that free month, you get access to not only football, you get it to, you know, NHL just kicked off two days ago. You got Sean Hoy and the boys over there with a brand new domination station just for NHL. I used it the last two nights slamming. It is an idealistic um, optimizer. How good is, how good is that? Bill? It took me, Burns, it took me two years and countless hours of consultation with people who play NHL because I don't Yeah, to get to figure out the ultimate stacking methodology for hockey, I had to study winning line. I felt like I'm Burns's Millie Maker book. I had to effectively write that just to figure out how to set up the stacking system for hockey that was going to take down tournaments the way uh, this one is set up to do. I'm going to take on hockey like I take on NFL. So it's um, just going to it's it's like baseball. If, if you're if you're really good at MLB, you're probably essentially going to be decent decent to good at NHL because it has a lot of the same criterias with stacking it's got but you know it's a little different in terminology etc etc but you know if you have a good optimizer i think you can nail it and you know there were it was a very exciting slate last night it was very high scoring you had multiple guys over 50 points scoring and DraftKings. it was it was crazy but you know um you can get that and you get access to chop and Don yet at all over there as well. And those guys are very sharp NHL you know, guys. Down breakdown. Um, yeah. Bobby Wow was spitting out a name, some rookie on, you know, the Blackhawks or something. And oh, Connor Bedard. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently he's like, he's like, if you're playing hockey tonight, play Bedard. And uh, then he was like, I hope you played Bedard. So I assume Bedard did well. He scored. He all scored. Right. He, he got like, um, I think it was uh, 18 drafts, DraftKings points. Which, you know, for his salary is really good, but, um, you know, or decent, but, uh, you know, <laughs> the even Bobby Wout spitting winners in hockey. I'm like, what, what is guy, going on here? The guy I don't even crushed, know the name of three hockey players. I can't name three of them. The guy that crushed was Austin Matthews. He got 55 DraftKings points at uh, 90, 92, 9,300. So he essentially made well over tournament value. Sounds like um, an expensive so. player. But anyway, yeah, we've got everything going on and, and um, NFL coming soon as well. So this is the time to get signed up. Take the free month. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's free. We're also going to get it. And by the way, our, our monthly subscription at DFS Army, we have Optimizer, all the tools that we have. Every other site that has these this type of tools charges effectively double what we do. More than double. And we've done it on purpose because I want to keep it, keep to our original theme. We built the FS Army to turn average Joes into DFS pros, to give the average player the same advantages that pro players have, and that is what we've achieved. There's a reason why DFS Army subscribers win more contests than any other site. Other sites have 
just as many wins, but it's their staff. It's their hired guns that are just showing you, hey, look, we won. I win. Oh, of course you do. You've been winning all the time. You're who I'm up against, and you're who DFS Army is up against, and you're who our membership is up against. That's why when when Bengal Tiger Sliders wins 100K two days ago, or you know all these big wins that we've been showing all throughout the season, the million-dollar winners that have come out that are just regular, average Joes competing like pros, that's what excites me. That's why we did this. That's why I do it. That's what gets me more excited than anything. So get in, get on board. Get on the team. For Burns, for me, we'll see you guys next time. Good luck.